Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Tyler Orton, and this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Joining me today is my colleague here at the newspaper, Patrick Blennerhassett. Patrick, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. So speculation tax, I know everyone's chatting about it. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily for the best of reasons, but tell me a little bit about what you've been writing here in the newspaper this past week. Yeah, I had a story that ran in the uh, residential real estate section. And uh, the foreign buyer's tax and the speculation tax, I want to say, are the two biggest real estate taxes that are kind of irking people. I know the uh, school tax is having some issues down in Surrey with Mm -hmm. land assemblies because what they're trying to do is buy up four or five homes, turn them into townhomes and condominiums. But if it's over three million, the developer is getting hit with the school tax when he's doing the land assembly process, which is kind of interesting I, I feel like the NDP really didn't think any of this through but I think that became clear to many people as we we looked at the budget looked into the details and yeah. realized well a this isn't really even a speculation tax with regards to what you'd even consider a speculation tax to be which is really associated with flipping it's, it's really more yeah. of the home vacancy tax which we already had going in the city of Vancouver so the interesting thing about the foreign buyers tax and the speculation tax, so the foreign buyers tax obviously has been expanded and the spec tax has come in. Um, they left Kamloops out of it. So basically the largest city in the province without both of these taxes is Kamloops, which is odd because the neighbor down sort of to the southeast Kelowna is in both of the taxes both of their real estate is booming. Kamloops, obviously not to the level of Kelowna, but I spoke to some realtors and they said, yeah, bring it on. This is amazing. We'd love to have more business. Um, but the issue is that Kamloops, like everywhere else, has a supply shortage. So they can't build enough quickly enough to sell to keep up. But they're obviously welcoming this exemption. And now Kelowna is complaining, saying we want out of these taxes as well writing to the provincial government. The mayor has said that they want a spec tax specifically and also probably the foreign buyers tax. So, I mean, it's just, it seems like this is just turning into a mess. Like it's just a real ugly mess now. Yeah. If there are supply constraints, that only means one thing with regards to price points. They're going to go upwards. That's going to actually kind of defeat the purpose of trying to cool the market in British Columbia, at least for that one particular area. Yeah. So I, I think this could backfire at least for that region uh, i i'm gonna guess it's gonna take about six months to a year closer to a year to actually get a good handle on how effective this tax is going to be in various regions across the province if it look if it doesn't roll out perfectly the way the government hoped it would and i don't know how well thought through it was there could be a bit of a a bit of a mini revolt among many people here across british columbia Yeah, and I think the problem, like if you look at a place like Kamloops, is that you're not taking into effect the other kind of macroeconomic implications is the fact that right now Kamloops is trying to build its city around a university. And they're doing that by offering uh, sort of open doors to international students. It's pretty easy to get into TRU if you're an international student, you have the money. Um, and that's worked well for them. They've expanded that university is, is probably going to be the largest employer in the city in a couple of years. Problem is that international students are pretty much like 
In Kamloops, they're 90% renters. I'm not sure a lot of them are going to want to buy like they do at UBC, where you have the sort of rich overseas parents buy their children a house to study in as they go to UBC. Up in Kamloops, um, the rental stock has just basically dropped down. So if you're going to leave uh, sort of a microcosm like Kamloops out of the spec tech and the foreign buyer's tax, all of a sudden Kamloops starts exploding in terms of real estate, TRUs, uh, enrollment jumps even higher. All of a sudden their homes are overvalued. You got the locals. I mean, the- well, what you're getting though is real estate is complex. Yes, like yeah. one thing's going to impact the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be. I, I don't want to say it's going to turn into, say, a mess, but I, I just wonder if there's a lot of unintended consequences to what happens here that people just have not considered. Yeah, and I think as much as I would possibly disagree with this statement, I'm almost contradicting myself here. I feel like real estate might be better off left to kind of a free market mentality. If you try to clamp down like this and you try to put sort of levers on specific sort of forms of payment and buying and all this type of stuff. From what we've seen since the start of the the, the original foreign buyers tax came in is that we've just seen the real estate market getting even more messy. People don't know what they're doing. Prices are spiking. Supply is going down. Inventory in different cities are booming. You know, Abbotsford is, uh, its townhome uh, market is really hot, which is, probably shouldn't happen um and i just think that the more the government tries to i'm obviously this is my personal opinion the more the government tries to tinker with this stuff the more unintended consequences will come up Mm -hmm. and the more people will have to react sort of knee-jerk to what's happening so okay Uh, patrick stick with us we're going to take a short break and we'll be back after this Uh, but first the podcast is brought to you by manning allied accountants and business advisors Manning Ellett has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax and valuation services to businesses in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, if you want an accounting firm that will be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Ellett accountants and business advisors a call at 604-714-3600 at 604-714-3600 or else check them out on their website at manningelliot.ca. So with regards to all of the data concerns floating around Facebook, we are questioning about how people's attitudes towards just the amount of privacy that they have online mm-hmm. will be changing. So the most recent edition of the newspaper spoke to a lot of these marketing uh, data people here in British Columbia, and the consensus seems to be, okay, it'll bring attention to the issue, but more often than not, these issues have happened before and people fall back into their old patterns. Mm -hmm. Don't expect a lot of big changes for the way that people approach their data. A lot of it's just going to be open there going forward. And it is interesting though, because we are right now at a time where the EU is introducing its own legislation. Um, Even if you are a Canadian company that is based in say Vancouver and you're trying to market towards any EU citizen, you know, based in the European Union, you still have to comply with their regulations for data collection. You mm. really have to be justifying why you're collecting this data, why you're holding on to it, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, I, I wonder if that is a signal that other Western countries like Canada, the United States might be jumping aboard with just how much data they can collect, how they go about collecting it as well. 
And I think we've obviously seen that when it's left to the private companies, they're going to... They will take advantage they will of take it. it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I think It's so valuable to them. Yeah, totally. And I wonder if this is the, the place where, you know, government needs to step in. And we're obviously seeing that in the European Union. Um, you know, we saw that with the FCC battle down in the United States. I mean... <laughs> Part of me is like, okay, I'm not on Facebook and I haven't been on Facebook for a very long time. And one of the reasons I'm not on Facebook is I don't like to be tracked and sure. I don't like my data and my photos to sort of be out there for people to look at that I don't want to look at. So I just, I completely opt out. And I think what a lot of people do is that they say, well, I'm going to use Facebook less and maybe they use it less, but they don't shut down their account and they still keep using it and they still keep offering up that data. So you wonder whether or not consumers need to be a bit more conscious and say, hey, maybe I should get off one of, you know, Twitter, so, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Do I need all of these? Maybe I can get rid of one of them and start there or something like I that. I can't get rid of Twitter personally. Okay. No, I, I, was, <laughs> I was curious about what data they had on me. So I was able to go into my settings and you can actually download like a multi-gig file wow. with your data, your photos, all your interests, your friends, etc. Wow. And I was actually pleasantly surprised that they didn't have nearly as much data on me as I suspected because I, I'm somebody who's very careful about what is on my online profile. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe even if it's not strangers viewing it, it could be friends or friends of friends who just could be looking at stuff that I don't necessarily want to share. But I want to say Twitter is pretty in personal information light. Would that and I keep it that way as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, it's mostly me sharing my stories as well as clicking the favorite button on tweets that I find interesting for one reason or another. So yeah. maybe they got that on me. I do know that there's a recent report that came out in Australia that found that when people use stop using Facebook for five days, their cortisol levels went down. Mm. Their okay. stress levels basically decreased when they got off Facebook. Yeah. And I mean, we have obviously seen this with Sean Parker kind of, you know, copping to it, saying this is like a dopamine loop that's much like a drug. So, I mean, I want to sort of just say we got to put this on consumers. We can't just rely on government to sort of, you know, start regulating all this. If you feel as if you're being, your privacy is being invaded, try getting off for a little yeah, bit. It's not going to hurt you. Hey, Patrick, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. That's business in, ah, that's business in Vancouver reporter Patrick Blennerhassett. And that's Tyler Orton talking to you right now. I'm at reporting on Twitter, of course. And I do know that Patrick's not on Twitter. So that's why you can't find him. I have my own website, though. You can, you can go there. PatrickBlennerhassett.com. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, you can find my stories at BIV.com along with Patrick's. And until next time, this is the Business in Vancouver podcast. Thanks for listening.